Jackson. Episode 6 is over, but we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. Welcome to the Percy Jackson Podcast. I'm Adam H. here with you. We're going to Vegas, baby. We are having such a good time. I'm so excited about this. I'm excited to spend the next hour plus explaining the game of craps to everyone here on the podcast. That's going to be a ton. That's what, we're, that's what everyone's here for. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um... Gosh, what a great time this is. Uh, and of course, I'm not alone here. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Melissa. Melissa Woodward, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I am good. Adam, you've been trying to get me to go to Vegas for a while. We finally did it. We're done, right? I never have to go in real life. This is good enough. No, I mean, it's not. It's not good enough. We do have to go at some point. I'm, I love Vegas. I'm just going to put this out I there. I do. feel like Vegas gets a bad rap a lot of the time. And I do think that if you even even remotely do Vegas incorrectly, it is potentially the worst experience of all time. So I will, I will, I will give you that. Okay. If your Vegas experience is like slightly subpar, it's atrocious. I will fully grant you that. But also I think that if you know enough, it can be a fun time. Um, and you know, just like any other excursion, whatever. Okay. Melissa, like basically every single other Percy Jackson podcast, we are not alone because you refuse to podcast with me individually. <laughs> we have to have a guest here today. And of course, we uh, have a fantastic one here uh, all the way from the great north, all the way up in Canada. It is Alex. Alex, how are you? Welcome to the podcast. Oh, I'm great, guys. Uh, nice. Thank you for having me. Uh, I don't remember going to Vegas, though. Like, weren't we just at the Arch, right? Yeah. Well, it's just a, it's a quick drive. It's just right over in the back of a semi definitely doesn't take more than 24 hours to get there. Um, it, it's just a quick, you know, in, in a zoo truck semis, notoriously, they drive super quickly and don't go into over, uh, into the left lane just to slow down to try and pass another semi going one mile per hour lower than the semi that's passing. That doesn't happen. Um, and it's just a quick drive over to Vegas, right? It's it's no problem. We're here in Vegas. We spent no time oh, yeah. in uh, Denver. Is that where Denver's where the book? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. We'll talk about that on a different podcast. But speaking of which, let's set this up here at the start. We're here to talk about episode six of Percy Jackson. We are here with you episode by episode. Melissa and I are here uh, all eight episodes here on the main feed of Post Recaps as well as our Percy Jackson uh, podcast. But that's not all we do here. That's not it. Because every other episode, which means, by the way, this one, this this week, this is the week we get to do it this time because every other episode we are doing a book club podcast talking through the differences, the choices that this show has made uh, di- uh, di- diverging. I don't know why I struggled with that. That's a real word. That's like a normal. Yep. It's, it's fine. A regular it's a series. I mean, okay, listen, listen, yeah. I've been on my own like the past one day and I don't know who <laughs> to talk to you and it's a whole whatever. Okay, the the we're talking about the choices the show has made diverging from the uh, original book. And let me just tell you, these past two uh, have been significant, uh, co- especially comparatively to the first four. Not that we have not, you know, talked about those differences as well. We are going to have a lot to talk about on the book club podcast, but my friends, that's where that discussion is going to happen is on the book club podcast. Okay. So you have to go listen to that as well. That is for patrons of post show recaps. Go join, listen to the book club podcast. Have a great time over there with us. Um, listen, we're going to have a very special guest for that podcast as well. Uh, I'm, I'm super excited to talk about that. We're, we're not going to tell you who it is. You have to show up. You have to show up to find out. Okay. You don't get to know ahead of time. You greedy book book loving people, uh, go check out the book club podcast. Okay, that's what we're going to talk about. That we are here today to talk about episode six of Percy Jackson. We take a zebra to Vegas, and Alex, my first question is to you: Have you ever a ridden a zebra or b been to Vegas? 
Uh, I don't know if zebras are domesticated, so it'd be tough to write. Yeah, what? <laughs> uh, you're telling me? Oh my god, you're gonna make me. I've ridden a horse. I've ridden a camel. Can you ride Camel's a cool. zebra? Camels are cool, yeah. Yeah, I don't think you should <laughs> ride a zebra. I thought you were going to be like, have you ever seen a zebra? Not Who hasn't like, seen a zebra, you Melissa? Zebra's have like you the, seen a zebra? Yeah, of course I've seen a zebra. Zebra is like the seen... quintessential zoo animal. Yeah. Okay, have you seen a wild zebra? No. Oh. I, okay. I okay. Um, nice. Wait, where? Where yeah. have you seen wild zebras? Where are there wild zebras? On safari in Tanzania. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't just make that assumption. Um, also, this is a very funny. Uh, I just I just Googled can you ride a zebra? And it just opened up with in conclusion, while it may be possible to ride a zebra, it is not recommended. <laughs> I just <laughs> thank you for that astute analysis, Google. I appreciate it. Not recommended to ride a zebra. Um, they've um, uh, not domesticated, like you're saying, Alex, uh, and have a different anatomy and gait, which make them uncomfortable. Okay, so it's uncomfortable to ride. It's not because the zebra is wouldn't be fine. Like we're not hurting the zebra here. It's just. Um, I mean, you might be. You might. You might. I mean, like, have you asked if you're hurting it? Like, no, that's the thing. See, I can't talk to zebras. That is a Grover only um, type situation. There, um, he can talk to zebras, but I'll tell you what mm -hmm. I do have that a zebra does not. Thumbs. That's what I have, baby. I've got two of them, and they work totally fine. Um, and we're only slightly kind of bitten off in the past day, but it's fine. I still have the two thumbs. What? I'm not. Uh, Bella's on a little bit of a little bit of a bitey um, mood oh. since Sarah has has been. Anyway, um, we're here to talk about episode six of Percy Jackson. We ride a zebra to Vegas. Fun episode. A lot of Hermes this episode. Certainly a highlight. I'm very excited to get into it. Before we do any of that, Alex, I would love to hear about your history with Percy Jackson. Your thoughts on the show thus far. Uh, what have What have you been thinking? Oh, so not my history with Las Vegas. Okay. Well, uh, or, I mean, I also want that. Yeah. Listen, 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 I know anything. So what happens in Vegas uh, is shared on the Percy Jackson podcast. So yes, please share <laughs> uh, all of your Vegas history as well. As people can see, if they're watching, I'm in a casino, an unnamed, unknown Google casino right now. So uh, no, Percy Jackson, I read the book, the first book for the uh, Discord book club. Uh, what two months ago that is pretty much it i somehow what what year did it come out like 2007 ish Adam so, the... yeah something <laughs> along something along those lines it was certainly yeah. in that era i, I all of those i think i was like just like three childhood. or four years too old weirdly because i sort of got I skipped a lot of like sort of introductory fantasy when lord of the rings came out and just went mm. right to the you know, Wheel of Time, Lord of the Rings stuff. So 2005. Even, you just opened up yeah. with Wheel of Time. You were just like, let me dip my toes into fantasy with Wheel yeah, of was, Time. I was 11 and uh, got the first book from someone. I forget who. But. Okay, so I, I just want to be very clear here. I don't think that you were three or four years too old. I think that you were reading <laughs> at a like four to 17 year older like age, you know, recommendation than, than all how I'm, old all I'm you saying actually is if, were. If Percy Jackson had come out uh you know three or four years earlier when i was getting into i was gonna say when you were like five when you yeah. were two yeah, yeah. You yeah. <laughs> four years earlier i'm just explaining why even though i loved greek mythology growing up somehow the book like i just saw the books at, on the shelves and just never thought to pick them up 
And then, you know, the movies would come out. I never watched those. I did watch the first one recently, actually, which uh, I think uh, Melissa hasn't seen it, I think, right? Not yet, no. Not but, yet. Oh, it, is a, it is a journey. Yeah, yeah. We we have to I, we have to figure out our exact timeline here of when you're gonna watch that because we we have a finite number of podcasts left. It's like <laughs> three. It's like three. So we, we really have to like figure out, uh, you know, where, where we're gonna slot. The that summer in. solstice is approaching. Yeah, it's like, well, summer solstice was yesterday. We have two. Yeah. Po- I mean, we're just we're we're flying by the seat of our pants here. Okay, so you read the book for book club, which uh, mm-hmm. is incredible. By the way, uh, all the book club conversation was so much fun to like go go and like read back after the fact because I was not reading it in real time. So that was very fun to go back and like read all that uh, conversation back. Um, certainly, a lot of differences between the book and the show. I guess uh, you know, just as a general question, what have you thought of the show thus far? As you been watching now the first you know three quarters of it uh it's been surprisingly strong i thought uh (laughs) especially after sort of a i was so so on the pilot episode and then from two and then especially three onward it's been like very entertaining i've been very impressed with just like the the cleverness of the writing the, the characterization the casting as many people have mentioned is on point um it's been pretty much apart from the major changes, as I imagined it would look from the books or the single book that I've read. (laughs) Okay. And does that make you want to read more of the series? Is any part of this like, Oh, I I could, I could get my toes in a book too. Yeah. I'm, I just finishing up the last recent Brandon Sanderson books. And I have a, a gap in my schedule. I was thinking maybe I go to the library and see which ones are there. Yeah. Well, number one, we love and support local libraries. Huge on the local library scene. The second thing I'll say, I think that you could probably read uh, every single book in this series in the time it would take you to read a couple chapters of any given uh, Sanderson book. I mean, probably. I, I I don't know the whole thing about the Wheel of Time, but it's like one wheel turn is is all of uh, all of uh, this whole series, and then it yeah. turns again, and then it's I don't even know what's going on over there. But or I should pull a rich and just keep reading Wheel of Time. Ad you could do that, yeah. You so I could. used to do that. You but, could, yeah, yeah. So Alex, Wheel of Time has taken some pot shots uh, from us on the not actually Wheel of Time. Book what is a pot shot? Some, I don't know. I'm I'm sometimes we you say never, words. What is is a pot shot? I I think I either want to try one or stay far away. Like, what is is a pot shot? I don't know, Adam. Sometimes uh, podcasters just have to let things go and ignore when we say random words that don't make any sense. You roll up in the club. I'm wondering if you made this up or if this is like a Canadian term I don't know. And you don't know. Like, like, did you just make this up? Because I fully support you. Let me ask my question and I will look it up. All right. Okay. 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 (laughs) Anyway, Alex, we have talked Wheel of Time. Basically, we've talked fantasy adaptation quite a lot on this podcast. I want your thoughts comparing... Percy Jackson and Wheel of Time as an actual Wheel of Time book fan. Like you're like an OG book fan before Wheel of Time fantasy came, like the show came out versus Mm -hmm. now Percy Jackson. Like I think something that you're clearly much less like kind of emotionally tied to, right? Like not a, not a childhood book of yours. So I I'm curious your thoughts because Adam and I have both been big defenders of like the Wheel of Time show is really good and people are too harsh on it but also understanding that that is not everyone's perspective. So I want to hear your thoughts and I will look up whatever a pot shot is. Yeah, I've definitely heard the term pot shot just to get that out of the way. Uh, I don't Thank know you. what it means, Thank you. Really, but 
maybe it is a Canadian thing. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think my main like the Wheel of Time show is is good. It's well done for the most part. There's been some obvious misses here and there, but for the most part, it's very solid. I think the issue is they're adapting one or two books a season, and those books are, you know, as Adam said, a thousand times bigger than all the Percy Jackson combined. And they're given the same episode uh, season lengths as Percy Jackson gets. So I think Percy Jackson has been so far paced really well, and every change they've made has been, uh, well, almost every change, I'd say like 98% of them have been improvements, honestly. Whereas personally, as a fan of the book series of Wheel of Time, I did find myself, especially towards the end of season two and the end of season one, actually, also like thinking, okay, here's where they really should have taken the opportunity to uh, improve or can like condense certain storylines, but also keep the essence of them instead of just making things up whole cloth, which for the most part I thought didn't work as well. So adaptation wise, I would put Percy Jackson pretty far ahead of the Wheel of Time adaptation. Not saying they're bad, either of them are bad shows. Yeah, that does seem to be a bit of the takeaways that so much of the adaptation that's happening in Percy Jackson is uh, keeping to kind of the the vibe. It, it's got the right intention. It's um, and we talked a lot on previous podcasts about why that might be in terms of um, the team involved in making it, as well as just the kind of you know depth and uh, scope of the material being updated. So that totally makes sense. I am starting to get to the point a bit with Percy Jackson where I'm like, I sort of feel like we could be we could be combining some of these episodes. Like I sort of get to the end of I think the last two episodes. And I'm like, so what really happened? Like they sort of wandered around a casino and then stole a car. It it just didn't feel like a lot happened this episode. I don't know. Am I the only one feeling that? Also, definition of a pot shot is a shot taken from ambush or at random or easy target. So I use the word completely correctly, just to put that out there. Well, Excellent. so I thought I understood what you were saying. It was like you're like catching a stray or like one yeah. of like you know those type of things. I, I did look up the origin of pot shot. Evidently, it's like someone who takes like a cheaper easy shot in order to fill like a cooking pot. Like it's it's viewed as like a derogatory term because someone would like take Aaron to fill a cooking pot. So anyway, um, Sorry, I've been I've been bearing my soul on the, the yeah. No, we've just been looking up pot shot. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That's yeah. Welcome to yeah. the podcast, Alex. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Any, more emo- any emotional trauma you want to dump on us while we look up more? <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll connect with the audience while you to. Uh, <laughs> um, I yeah, agree I with Melissa though. I did sort of come. This is the first episode since the first one where I got to the end of it and sort of had the same thoughts as in, like maybe they didn't need to spend the full twenty five minutes in the casino, or at least maybe if there had been other things going on at the same time. I'm not sure what could have been changed there but i did feel like it seemed like it stretched a little bit even though the runtime was only like 30 minutes i don't know if that's how you felt adam or yeah you know it's interesting because i i i didn't do this before the last podcast but before this one i did reread the book chapters just to like put myself in the in the mindset of like what was going on in the book and i actually because I, I walked away from watching the episode for the first time without having reread the book. And then I just watched it again before this. And and the first time I watched this episode, I was like, 
oh, okay, this, this this was tough. Like I like I don't you know I don't really know about this. And then you know as I was reading the chapters and the conversations that they had in the book, and then watched the episode again, there were like a lot of times where I was like. I like that change. I like how we're fleshing out this character. I like that conversation. I like, you know what I mean? Like going back and looking at the actual things they added, I think there are a lot of good choices. I really do. Like, I think a lot of the conversations, a lot of the Hermes stuff that we'll talk about, even the stuff at the end, I like, I think they made a lot of good choices. But to Melissa's point earlier, one of the one of the positives of a lot of the changes of Percy Jackson has been we're still keeping the vibe. We're still keeping like the overall sentiment and the feel of the show. There were a couple times, especially the first time I saw this, where where we ended this episode and I was like, it just doesn't like feel the same as what they experienced in the book. There may have been great things added, great conversations had, stuff like that, but it doesn't feel the same for these characters where we end up versus where they end up um in the same place in the book we get from a to b okay the way we get there is like pretty different but like okay but the feelings and how we got there and how we are feeling now that we have gotten there i feel like are pretty different and that like that is a little bit of a struggle for me when I am still enjoying these characters a lot, I'm liking the the choices that they're making in terms of developing them. The Grover stuff specifically comes to mind as like a character that, let's be honest, was not fleshed out in the first book in, in yeah. really any capacity at all. And they have done a lot with him, which I really appreciate. And I think they've been making good choices. But like, I don't know. I feel like we're so caught up in this the, not mystery but like in the oh something bigger is going on and let's try and like stand up and figure out what it is and sometimes percy is an absolute idiot and then sometimes he's like very insightful as to what's going it's like it just feels a little inconsistent for me and while i appreciate and enjoy the conversations that are having especially the Hermes stuff this episode for example like the the feel of the characters as they end up here on the beach in santa monica it just feels so different than the way that they got there in the book and i'm not mad at the methods i think it's cool i think the Hermes stuff was cool um maybe it's just the limited memoranda of it all but like i i think all of that was cool the cab was cool i liked all of that but it just feels so different than how we got there um in the book and i this is like the first time this show where i've kind of been walking away being like i don't know if i'm like fully on board with that change i'm not like as against it we talk about adaptation like there the number of things that we've seen adapted where i'm like this was a terrible choice i hated this like i can't believe they did that i'm not there i'm certainly not like anti what's going on in this episode i'm just not as like vigorously fighting for it or impassioned of a yes enthusiastic great change as i normally am and i guess like comparatively that feels worse because we have seen how good some of these adaptive choices can be. And so I don't know, like, I, I, like I, I keep saying this, but the Hermes stuff was so good. And then like the, I don't know, there was just like something, there was some piece of this missing, but I don't know what it was. I don't know. Melissa, are you, are you feeling like differently about this episode? No, I, to me, it was maybe just a little bit of like a pacing thing. But I don't know how much of that was intentional for like the feel of the passage of time in the casino. Um, but yeah, it was just sort of um, a bit of an underwhelming episode. It's not bad by any stretch, but I think we've just had kind of 
a handful of really good episodes this season so far. So I would say this one was just a little bit underwhelming, but there were definitely things in this episode that I thought were quite cool. I think the other part of it might be a bit of like the classic, we are grownups watching a show that is somewhat made for children. And so there are aspects of this story that I feel fairly confident are not going to be as simple as they're being laid out for us. And yet we are being left to like sit in that moment of like, oh, Maybe this is exactly how this is going to play out and everything, you know, uh, maybe maybe they have identified the baddie in episode six. Um, I don't like I feel pretty confident that is not the case. And yet, you know, we're we're left here because the show's like, I don't know, kids are dummies. Maybe they'll believe this for a whole episode. Um, so I don't know how much that of it is how much of it is that as well of us being adults watching a kid's show and um you know, it's not a hundred percent being made for us as much as it is uh, a show that we've all been enjoying up to this point. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into this. Let's talk about episode six of Percy Jackson. We take a zebra to Vegas. We open up on sort of this dream sequence. We've seen this plenty of times now, but uh, do you think you're special lightning thief? You think you cannot be replaced I gave you the tools to steal the boat only to watch it taken from you. Mistakes were fixed, but there's too much at stake for you to fail me again. If you give me reason to question your readiness again, there's another who might be ready to take your place. Isn't that right? And we see it kind of, you know, flash over to, to Percy a little bit as we see someone presumably Hades is, is uh, you know, I, I don't know if it's ever actually explicitly said um, they're assuming that it's Hades talking to someone who is presumably a lightning thief. Uh, and uh, of course we left off last episode with Grover being like, I know who did it. I know who the lightning thief is. Dun, dun, dun. Um, listen, what do you think of this dream sequence here with, with Hades and kind of talking, he's sort of uh, another little Percy, uh, Percy dream here. Yeah, I'm pretty obsessed with Hades in, in this scene. I was like, oh, this is cool. This is going to be a cool vibe. I didn't know what I was expecting. I think I was expecting more um, bombastic. Um, like, you know, I I expect all the gods to just be kind of a bit uh, over the top. And Hades felt very understated in a way that I thought worked really well that really like made him much more like oh I'm like intrigued and scared at the same time um so I thought that this was really great and yeah just like a different take on it from kind of the like super deep baritone of the Hades town uh Hades the like kind of flamboyant Hercules Hades like we're getting a different type of Hades here and I'm very down for it um, yeah. And yes, Hades is queer coded in Hercules. If anybody somehow missed that, if we got Hercules, if we got the Disney Hercules in the show, what like that would have been a wild swing. I would have been very impressed if he comes in yeah. with the blue hair, and, yeah, uh, the robe, and yeah. <laughs> uh, is that the best uh, Hades though of any like uh, depiction? I think so. But are but, there others than those three? Like, I'm sure there. Well, are, you've but... never seen Steve Coogan uh, in the Percy Jackson movie, so we'll, oh yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll get there. Don't even, don't you worry. Oh, no. I have not seen Hades Town, so I was gonna say, um, yeah, seeing Patrick Page uh, is certainly my number one. Um, that reminds me, I need to record that Hades Town thing that I said I was gonna do like ages ago that Todd wrote and I just never did. 
Um, life's been crazy recently. So, you know, here we are. I'll figure it out. Maybe when, when Bell, anyway. Okay. What? There's where, the... where are you going to go with that? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Don't, don't even worry. Don't even, don't even, actually Sarah doesn't listen. She's like gone for the weekend. So I have both of the dogs here with me and Bell yeah. has decided there's a great opportunity, great opportunity to pee inside as many times as she can oh, as yeah. like as fervently as she can and then this is going to be so gross Perfect. so fast forward, like, verb for- <laughs> fast forward like 30 seconds if you don't want to hear the gross thing okay i'm this is my warning to you it's very gross so please fast forward like 30 seconds if you don't want to hear it okay and then she like threw up last night but i didn't realize it until i like, heard her licking it up and she like licked up a good amount of it but she like licked it out of her crate and then it, it got it was just so gross bella's like deciding to be as gross as she possibly can okay we're back uh from the gross thing Anyway, that's what I've had to deal with uh, the past one day. And so I have like six more of these days. Okay. okay. Percy's waking up from his dream. And we're going to use this rando pocket prism that we have somehow. We have this little pocket prism. And we're going to use that to... talk talk to talk to camp we're gonna make a phone call here oh iris goddess of the rainbow um i don't i don't know if iris is going to be our goddess of the week but um this was very very cool here so we're making phone calls to the gods we're flipping them some cash because we gotta get their attention okay great and we're we're showing me chiron's office they say okay I, great and we find luke just to interject the the bandwidth is not amazing like i pictured the rainbow talking you know like a crystal clear vision of and it's you're through like a pane of glass and it's like distant and yeah do you think to pay more or something do you think that iris is like the t-mobile of telecommunication gods like is there a you know verisis like that we could um you know neither alex nor i get this oh you guys only have like two different uh you guys only have like two different phone companies we something. have our own problems up here I mean, yeah yeah okay yeah. well um, i don't know how to help you with those you just you have to explain which is the good one and which is the bad one because we don't know i think they're all bad melissa i think that's how are telecoms they? work yeah that's well admittedly yeah. verizon is really good they just are, are charging me like a billion dollars like i've never mm. like dropped a call or had like bad service or like i've always i've never had any problems i'm just paying way too much for it which is sometimes i'm like willing to pay more money to not have problems like that like that you know whatever Everyone i mean that's a great too much but i can almost guarantee that every canadian is paying more for yeah. less service yeah. than you get i yeah. don't know i feel it's, i mean no adam it is like notoriously is it really like, there's a big monopoly up here it's, it's really bad yeah i'm gonna type a number in our chat <laughs> and i'm just like and i we might have to do some conversion because i guess like this is in u.s dollars and admittedly, this is for both Sarah and I. Oh, yeah. That's okay. just for two people. Are you paying for the phone at the same time? Like paying. The phone well, no. We both are. We both like brought over our like we I we both had already had like phones. We're not like paying for a phone. This is just like the the yeah. service. Yeah, I don't no, know. Anyway, okay. This is not good podcasting. Yes. We should continue yeah. on. Um, All I'm saying is that uh, <laughs> Iris needs to up her game if people want yeah. to continue using that well maybe they should have paid more because they only flipped up one coin and evidently you have to like pay the gods to get their attention that's like the first tier subscription yeah that's like the that's basically the free level um yeah (laughs) except they're literally paying so great we're making a call we we come upon luke um who was in chiron's office and they say luke we have figured it out okay we know who the lightning thief is it's Clarice, dun dun dun. Clarice is the one who is the lightning thief. Okay, Chiron needs to arrest her 
go tell Chiron that he needs to arrest Clarice, they say. And then Percy's like, well, I also think there's something bigger going on. Something something, something crazy is happening. It's like, it's been just a crazy week with the Chimera on Monday and Medusa on Sunday. And then everybody's like, no, Medusa was on Saturday and there was no monsters on Sunday. And then Lucas like, what did you guys turn into an old married couple? Classic humor. So classic humor of Luke here. And then Percy is like, hey, um, I might want your advice on something. We're about to go to Lost Fit. And then Annabeth freaking cuts him off right then and there. Does not want to continue the conversation because she says we can't ask him about his dad because he might try to talk us out of it. Huh, Annabeth? What do you mean? Why are we worried about this? You're just like, listen, I think the person who stole Zeus's master lightning bolt and is trying to cause an inter-god war is Clarice. But don't don't try to talk us out of going to Vegas to see your dad. Don't do it because we might fall for it. Um, Annabeth, how like what are you so like weak-willed here that if Luke's like, hey, I don't think you should go, you'd be like, well, okay, he convinced us, he got us. That's that's what's going on. Why did he, why did she cut off this phone call, Alex? Why could we not listen to Luke for a little bit? He might have important information about his dad. Probably, but I got the impression that she was also saying maybe he wouldn't even want to bring up his dad and that there's something Mm. something going on between the two of them that she didn't really divulge to percy there was my my take on it yeah Yeah, a little frosty uh between between the two of them um um, just maybe maybe don't listen to him or, or give percy a better reason i guess if they're actually you know is one but we don't tell we don't tell luke that we're going to vegas although i think they literally say like lost foot and then it cuts off so you know basically um he knows, he knows he knows where you're going um lost lost Vita, there's no there's no other loss with a v i don't think i don't know oh. maybe there is there probably is in like the world probably <laughs> do you know of any like if i said i'm going to lost yeah i mean it's okay anyway we're in the truck with all of the animals by the way there are animals in this truck all kinds of animals and grover's talking to him and he's like yeah they they don't like the drivers at all they are evil they are they're animal traffickers it's a real problem and but the animals have a plan they can take care of basically everything they can get out of here the problem is they just don't have thumbs and we have thumbs so it's perfectly fine they're gonna help the animals and then we smash cut to the las vegas strip where there are animals running amok. There are animals absolutely everywhere. This would be so problematic for the massive amount of traffic that happens right there on Las Vegas Boulevard. That would be just, I mean, that would be <laughs> such a disaster, but it'd be very funny. Um, and they're like, well, are the are the people going to be okay? Like with all like, this stuff? And girl's like, well, the animals are going to be cool. So it's, it's fine. Like, you know, it's, t- it's fine. And then they uh, they do this thing sometimes where they just make Percy an absolute idiot for just no reason whatsoever. Percy's like, where do we find the Lotus Casino? And then Annabeth is like, it's right there, the one that's shaped like a lotus. And Percy's like, I was, I was just going to get there right there. Uh, well, Percy can be smarter than this. We don't need Percy to be this. Uh, we don't We don't need this, Blizzard. This is, this is so mean to Percy that he has to be the one to sacrifice himself in the intellectual line of fire. I mean, every dynamic duo needs you know the the smart one and the dum-dum right that's that's how every podcast duo am i the dum-dum <laughs> oh no oh my god i did Can not I say that the grover? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm the Grover. <laughs> I love, I'm so obsessed with this idea that Grover's like making right. friends with every animal in this truck. Uh, and he's like, they're just, they're so smart. They're just like, art. like he's just marveling at the animals in this truck. And I, I love it so much. And his like, yeah, it didn't really give two, two thoughts about the people. I only care about the animals. I was like, do you know what, Grover, I get you. Uh, I've been running around playing my little like druid fantasies uh lately and i'm just yeah i'm very into it um yeah we uh, that's D D. just to be clear um i would assume unless you have other true <laughs> fantasies that you've been running around playing out i'm assuming we're talking about D. &D here. i was Hopefully. talking about Baldur's gate but same same oh thing. okay 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 that's important okay just to also i, I think, think if you're the grover i'm still the dumb dumb alex so don't even don't even worry about it like it's 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 fine well, you're an Annabeth to me, Adam. Oh, I don't even know. But okay, yeah. Uh, do you like Annabeth? Uh, just I, in general, I do like Annabeth. I think okay. when we were reading the book and talking about who our favorite character was, like especially teenage Alex would have been very all about Annabeth. Oh, but like the definitely the cold, calculating type is oh. the uh, the character I identify with, not not anything else. Uh, <laughs> Adam and I are both making here. faces now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, this is not the podcast where we're going to judge you for saying those types of things, let me tell you. Um, uh, animals are all around Vegas. We're into the Lotus Casino, and I know I said this last week, but you can keep your poker face, okay? You want me? I want you, baby. Oh my gosh, what a freaking banger as we enter the Lotus Casino. This was so much fun as we get the vibes of the casino right off the bat. The casino music is actually very, very loud in a lot of the Vegas casinos, and it's so much fun. I just love it so much. Uh, this was great. Melissa, what did you think of this needle drop here? I loved it. Yeah. Oh, it was great. I honestly, a lot of Disney plus like goosebumps also had incredible needle drops it's, I, that hmm. disney money is being put to good use and i you know i can't complain too much about it it's it's giving us bops like this okay yeah i mean it certainly is uh in in the doctor who space and i guess in the if goosebumps is getting getting music we're getting music here um yeah okay pop off there uh this was a great uh this was a great time as we're in the casino have you you've, you've been to casino right melissa yeah, I've been. To, yes, I've been doing. Listen, I don't know. Not everyone in I, my I, entire everyone, life. Yes, not everyone. I, not everyone has been to a okay. casino. Is this the she time for my Las Vegas here. story? Oh yeah, yes. of course. Anytime. <laughs> yeah, I okay. So I went to. I was on a road trip with friends of mine. We rented a van to the only company that would rent to people under twenty five at the time. Mm. All the vans were painted like famous fictional vehicles. So ours was painted like the Batmobile. Um, others were like the Scooby-Doo mystery van or whatever. Anyway, so I, we are mystery crossing machine. the, thank you. Uh, <laughs> we're crossing, we're crossing the border, uh, in a van painted like the Batmobile. All fine. Drive to the Grand Canyon and then across to Las Vegas. You have to drive through Death Valley. Uh, it was all very harrowing and we made it, um, without breaking down or anything, but we blew a tire basically as soon as we entered Las Vegas. Oh, um, no. so we had to go get that fixed. We, um, and that just like sort of put a damper on the whole thing. The other thing is that we were very poor. Like I was, I think I was too young to go to Vegas because I was in my twenties, but I had no disposable income. So we went to like the wax museum and we like oh. wandered the strip a little bit. And that was about all we did. And then we got mm. the tire fixed and then we left. 
So I have like I haven't even gambled in Vegas. Yeah. 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 You spent it on the car, not the yeah. not the gambling. Uh okay. Do you have any Vegas stories, Alex? Have you ever been to Vegas? I have been a lot, actually, but only oh, wow. once past the age of twenty one, which is strange. My dad used to have conferences there growing up. And mm. then when I was four years old, like, we actually lived in Los Angeles for a year. So for many holidays after that, we would go back to visit friends and family. And usually we would go to Vegas first or after for something. And like did the Grand Canyon a couple of times. Nice. Um, okay. So we, yeah, like a year. Past, we have to, we have to get you back there then. If it's only like once past 21, we have to. Well, it was a year ago that I went for the first time. Oh, 21, so. okay. That's yeah. exciting. Hopefully you didn't blow a tire. Um, no, I still, no. <laughs> I still maintain. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's Vegas right there. Listen, I think Vegas can be a ton of fun if you do it correctly. If you view it as any other vacation where you are spending money to go have an experience on things, I think it can be a ton of fun. Um, I could get on a whole soapbox of gambling, but I, that's probably not this podcast, but it could a be soapbox about gambling. Uh, the stigma on gambling, I think, is like a real problem. We have no issue if people go like spend money on basically anything else. But if you spend money on gambling for an experience of fun or whatever, especially in Vegas where you get free drinks, it's like viewed as this whole negative thing. It just it just makes no sense. And obviously, there are lots of people out there with like very serious addiction problems. And I certainly don't want to make light of any of those issues. There's a lot of people, with a lot of things out there. If you need like control and restraint, like totally fine, totally get it. I'm just saying the stigma on normal people going to like. I have to drive 10 minutes so I can legally place a sports bet because it's not legal in Missouri, but it is legal in Illinois. So like 10 minutes that way, it's legal to do something where it is illegal here. It just makes no sense. Like the, the, the whole thing, it's just ridiculous to me. Anyway, they're in Vegas at the Lawrence Casino having a grand old time. We, we're trying to focus in on the mission, okay? We have to find Hermes. Um, and the way we're going to do this is we're going to split up, except Percy doesn't know who Hermes is, the other two. So naturally, Grover has to be the one that goes on his own, okay? Because Annabeth and Percy are going to be, uh, you know, together. Great. And Grover's like, well, what do I do if I find him? And it's like, well, then you come back straight to me. Not do, Don't do anything on your own, Grover. Just, just tell me, and then I'll go deal with it. Grover's like, listen, uh, the flowers here are are problems. They're not good. The flowers here at the Lotus Casino are real issue. Don't eat the flowers. Everyone got it? No eating flowers. And Annabeth is like, Grover, you need to be the one that's not eating the flowers. And Grover's like, what? What do you mean I need to be the one that's not eating things? Grover, my brother in Christ, you eat cans. What do you mean? Why are you? You are the one that is eating everything. We can't, you can't be getting upset about Annabeth being like, don't eat the thing, Grover. You eat it all. Come on, Grover. You got to be honest with yourself here one time. Your house is this flower. Like, it's <laughs> nothing, okay? We have to be honest, right, Alex? Also, I, I mean, I would eat the flower, you know? Have a good time. My brother yeah. in Christ, you eat cans, <laughs> killed me. I'm, I'm dead now. I've, there's nothing left for me this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, Grover predates Christ in terms of who he prays to, I think. So. <laughs> I don't know what the, the Greek equivalent of – I don't know. I, I think it's just Pan, probably. Is it, uh, yeah, just Pan. Pan They're looking for him. They can't find him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. The, I will say, uh, though, this casino, you know, they get into it and they're walking around. It's sort of a – it looks nicer on the outside, honestly. Like, it's – it's got like low ceilings and like corners everywhere. Like 
you know, you Adam, you've been to all, all the different casinos. Vegas, this is not a Vegas Strip casino. I mean, no, this is like this is this is like a like this is this is an off strip towners. Yeah. This is honestly, and Melissa's probably looking this up right now. This is probably like a low quality Vancouver faux <laughs> casino. Is what this is. This, I mean, okay. it just has okay. to be. Okay. This has to be like low some rinky dink. Rinky dink, like rollers with a Z type, you know, like one of those type. Uh, Look, you know. we have two casinos in Niagara Falls, where I near where I grew up and where I worked for a while. One of them is much nicer than this, the other one, less so. So, yeah, it is about the quality of, yeah, the rinky dink, you know. Maybe you like go downtown to one of those casinos, and maybe this is closer if, if you're in Vegas, which by the way is where you should be going. If you're like a low roller in Vegas, you should go downtown. There's a lot of great times. The downtown grand, five dollar craps, one dollar blackjack. Just saying, uh, get down there. Anyway, we're in the casino because I don't think Melissa has found out where they filmed this yet. I have just, not just, yet. No. Okay, yeah, no, I believe in you. I full I I really fully believe in you here. Um and uh, we see Annabeth and Percy talking about Grover and his mom, that she is a, a seer and someone who can see through the mist. Interesting, as we flash over to Grover, who sees another satyr here in the Lotus Casino that looks exactly like Mark Hamill. Exactly like Mark what? Hamill. But evidently is not Mark Hamill. But I still kind of think it is Mark Hamill, to be honest with you. Even... Sorry, even Adam, just to clarify, you're talking about Luke's mom, right? That is this here. Uh, yeah. What did I say? Uh, I didn't I hear Luke, but just wanted to, oh. uh, yeah, just in case. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, it, I that's might not have Mark Hamill, though. No, I know, I know, I had to look okay. it up because I know it's not. I'm just saying it is, though. Like I think it kind of is. <laughs> That's renowned okay. Canadian stage actor Ted Dykstra. You don't know him? No. <laughs> also, okay, so first of all, that that was a joke. I have no idea who that is. Um, I don't but know. also I did look Yeah, him. no. No, I knew Alex didn't either. That's not a thing. Um, noted Star Wars fan Adam, uh, this is not Mark Hamill. This is this could be Mark Hamill. It, no. Listen, when I no, googled is Mark Hamill in Percy Jackson, there were a lot of articles that were like, we know it looks like Mark Hamill, but it's not. Like, I was not the only one to have this. Come on, you don't see it. You can't tell me that. Listen, outside of the fact that there is no world where they get him to agree to do this, like, let's put that aside, okay? It looks like him. We have to be honest. I'll, I mean, I guess I could post a picture in the Discord, but it looks exactly like him. Wow, you're but, right. There are like four different articles immediately yeah. asking if yeah, this, this is, is what I'm saying. <laughs> because they look exactly the same. This is what I'm saying. This is Mark Hamill. I will be calling this person Mark Hamill for the rest of the podcast. This is Augustus is, is the name that they use in the show. It's not. It's Mark Hamill, okay? That's the name of this character. That's the satyr uh, here that Grover is talking to. And I'll tell you what, Mark Hamill is so close to finding Pan. He is right there. He just needs someone to help him break through and who should be here to help but Grover? His one true mission, his one goal in this life is to find Pan. And Mark Hamill is so close to finding him. And Grover gets to help. Okay, we need to go find Pan here in just a second. We're going to take a quick ad break. And then we will be right back with more Mark Hamill. Okay. It's, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it looks so close to Mark Hamill. Like, I'm not even just saying that is like a whatever that is Mark Hamill. We're back with Percy and Annabeth, and Percy's talking about the dreams, uh, and, you know, somehow kind of ended up in his dream. It's not necessarily Percy's dream this time. He was like, I was like eavesdropping 
on him talking to the lightning thief. And of course, at this at this point, they are assuming that it is Clarice. Melissa, you are staking your claim right now. Clarice is not the lightning thief. No. Okay. Uh, way too, like, here you go. Here's the baddie. Have fun. Everyone agrees. Don't look behind the curtain. It's all fine. Uh, no, no way. What is the curtain? Where is the curtain? <laughs> Who's behind the curtain? How is the curtain? The, the real, the real baddie is behind the curtain. Okay, who is the real yeah. baddie? That's uh, a good question. I mean, I may have read a thing in the Discord. I may have gotten oh, spoiled. Oh, who spoiled you? Very well. Who did it? We don't, who we don't need to name names. It's fine. It's fine. Oh my goodness! Was it? If it was me by accident, you can tell me. It was not. It's okay. Oh. <laughs> wow. Whoever it is out there, you you know what you did. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, but I still think I would have been like, this is sus. This is basically at least an episode too early. So no way. Um, we only have two episodes left, so I don't know like how much longer um we could like really are gonna go here without it. But regardless, um, we're talking about the dreams. Uh, he was in the uh dream of Hades, which is kind of interesting. Before we flash back over to Grover, who is asking Mark Hamill what Pan was doing at a Vegas casino, and uh he like kind of forgets who grover is right there right then and there he's like who who, who are you have we met um what's over this what's over this food and he's like oh my god it's the lotus flowers you've been eating them and he's like no this is this is nachos and um do you do you want some um we have here some some nachos in a bag aka a walking taco do you guys know what a, are you guys walking taco people do you guys ever have that no. Is that what that's called? Wait. Oh, you guys have really never had like walking tacos where you have like the bag of Fritos. You kind of crunch them up a little bit and you put all of like the taco ingredients in the bag. Like, you know, meat, your cheese, your lettuce, whatever, whatever, whatever you want on your little walking tacos. And then you just have a spoon and you go around. Back when I went to Catholic mm -hmm. school, that was like one of the staple meals that they served us was walking tacos. Salisbury steak. Isn't it know. better in a bowl so that it's not like the bag won't break or something or well i don't know if the bag was ever gonna like break because it it's wasn't like, like that crinkly plasticky paper bag that augustus has no it was not like one of those that you would get like a, a pastry in it, it, it was like a fritos bag they would just use like like uh, you know bags of fritos and they're yeah, like I really see, done. yeah um and grover realizes that something is like way off <laughs> people learn a lot on these podcasts you know <laughs> grover is like something is way off he just doesn't know what it is he like can't place it and he kind of goes back he's not able to figure it out here then we get to the craps table and we see hermes chumming it up with some hipster randos uh and they you know basically they're like what they were hipster randos was i don't know what they're talking really? yeah especially the one guy with the hat like come on that's i'm in no, I yeah, I, classic, tran I transcribed the punchline for this joke if you want to hear it I I would love to I would love to. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So they they walk up on Hermes and he's telling everyone. So a big wave comes and washes the boy back onto the beach. So the lady falls to her knees. She looks up at the sky and says, "He was wearing a hat." And everyone laughs at that. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? His aura? Like what, that's the least funny punchline I think I've ever heard. Well, I feel like we missed a crucial part 
of the setup. It couldn't have been good. There's no way. <laughs> we, I mean, we just we had to. Uh, is it one of those where, like, if a god makes a joke, you kind of have to be like, <laughs> oh, you know, you like you kind of have to give them, you have to give them a lap because so. it's like a god making the joke. Does everyone I know this is Hermes or is he kind of incognito? Did you just? <laughs> I feel like you just were calling Adam a god. He's a he's the Annabeth god to me. Like I think I've established that. I'm not gonna lie to you. I missed I missed what he said, but I, I putting it together in context clues. Um, I, I don't know. I, cer- I certainly not. I don't feel like Melissa at all feels obligated to laugh at anything I say or do. Um, no, whatsoever. and yet you got me real hard like two minutes ago. So yeah, no. I listen. Sometimes sometimes you got to chef something up. Uh, you know, just like those uh, walking tacos here. Um, do you guys know how to play craps? Are you guys craps people? No. Yeah. I have played it. If I was asked to explain the rules, probably not. I'd forget. I don't think it would be like at all fun or interesting for me to talk about the rules of craps on this podcast. Well, I wasn't asking, but you can if you want to. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I, I was thinking about it regardless of any potential ask here. Like, Because oh, okay. admittedly, I really enjoy craps. I think it's a very fun game. Um, and I feel like everyone thinks it's a very intimidating game. Like they don't know what to do if you like walk up to a craps table. Um, it's really not like, it's really actually not that difficult. It's just that a lot of the like culture and like stigma around it is like, this is so hard. And there's like so much, and there's like a, you know, an inside club or whatever. It's very easy. Just put your money out. Don't roll a seven. That's it. That's all you have to do. That's, that's basically all of craps. Don't roll a seven. If you roll a seven, you lose. If you roll basically anything else, you win more or less. Why a seven? So it's like settlers of Catan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Same game. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Except the stealing is from from the casino to your pocket. Um, and, <laughs> and yeah, a literal knight will come and take it from you. <laughs> if you're seeing a knight in a casino, that's probably a problem. That's not. I feel like that's not good. You don't want to go to that room. No robbers in the casino. Are you at Excalibur? I've not, yeah, I've never been to Excalibur, but um, okay. So we're talking with Hermes here at the craps table. He's like, pull up a seat, children. Come play craps with me. And of course, at this point, I'm like, these are 12-year-olds inside of a casino. Like, why, why is no one going to like look around and be like, hey, where are those uh, their, their parents? But whatever. Um, they're in the casino. They're potentially about to play craps. And they're like, hey, we need to get to the underworld. I know what you want. I know, I know, I know that you need to get to the underworld. I know. I know things. I exist outside of time and space. Why do you think they let me deliver the mail? And I'm like. Uh, I, I don't know if that's a one-to-one there in terms of, you know, um, you know, cause and effect, but whatever. Okay. He delivers the mail. Congrats to you, Hermes. He's not going to help them. But then they're like, Hey, we know Luke. And he's like, oh. now is when the fun begins. And he kind of pushes them away and they get transported into this weird little uh, cafe situation with a table. Um, and, and they sort of like flash there. They don't actually walk there. They just kind of appear there sort of giving us the first indication. Uh, uh, well, one of the first indications that time and space are not working properly in this location. He is able to sort of transform around that and get them there. And he, you know, he sits down and he's like, um, I remember you. And he kind of, you know, and Annabeth the last time, that I saw Luke and she was like, yeah, there was this huge argument. Luke said he hated you. And so we get a little bit of this like Luke backstory. We talked about him briefly before, but evidently there is some significant beef between Luke and Hermes. A tough, uh, tough situation uh, between the two of them, but their argument here is help us get to the underworld. Okay. Help us do that. And that'll look so good for you. Luke will be so happy for you. It'll be, I, I mean, that's, he'll see that you, care 
Um, Melissa, is this a compelling argument? Help us get to the underworld so your kid thinks that you care. Honestly, I was so confused by this whole story because to me, like everything up until this point has been the gods are so aloof. So many of these demigods go unclaimed. Um, you know, they're kind of having kids left and right and they don't even seem particularly involved. And, you know, if you do the slightest thing, you're going to piss them off and they'll disown you and, and blah, blah, blah. And we've got like occasionally Poseidon's been helpful, but he's still very much kind of at arm's length in this whole thing. So this whole like, oh, by the way, Hermes is like all obsessed with how hard parenting is and like being a good dad to Luke. I didn't get it. This felt like it came out of nowhere for the world building that I've been told up into this point and the like genuine like, oh, yeah, I'm trying really hard to be a good dad. But like it turns out that's hard, even though I'm a god with like unlimited power. I was like, I I don't buy it. I don't buy that it's that hard for you to be a good parent. Like, I, I don't think that that makes any sense. And so, yeah, I don't know. I found this whole thing very weird considering everything that I thought I knew about how the gods work in this show. I think I have a theory on that. I yeah. would compare it to almost imagine like a community of like billionaires and they all sort of are constantly feuding and trying to steal each other's things and having to use their children to do that. You huh. know, some of them probably are terrible parents and some of them are trying, but are still bad. And I think that's where maybe Hermes fits in from what we're being told. Like it's not something we've seen. And I guess Poseidon is also sort of trying something similar to that is the way I can picture it where these, these people have, you know, unlimited resources and power and exist outside of time and space. But are also trying to parent human children. Like maybe it's that thing where, you know, in, in the Rings of Power show where Elrond goes to visit his friend and the friend's like, where have you been for 40 years? And Elrond's like, oh, that was like yesterday, I thought. It's like, no, it's it's been a long time since you've seen me. You know, maybe the gods just lose track of what they're doing. Like, I don't know. But it did. I, I agree with you that it did seem a little strange to just bring up this episode and not have that previous image. We got dangerously close to to talking about succession on this podcast, and it was maybe too close um, for my liking. Um, that being said, the one thing I'll say, uh, not necessarily like in disagreement with you, Melissa, but I don't think it's as out of nowhere for me anyway, because of the setup that we've had with who Hermes is and like what that cabin was at camp and kind of how Luke was to Percy as well, right? Like Hermes is already the god that like takes people in like that cabin was filled mm -hmm. because like that's where the people go and so we talk it's not like a one-to-one -one in terms of parenting and stuff like that but it is like some indication of if someone hasn't been claimed by their parents that's where they go is to hermes so there is some kind of something there and then i also think that the relationship that luke had to percy was certainly a father-like figure um which maybe I'm like kind of projecting that relationship as to being important to Luke because he is a son of Hermes. Therefore it's important to Hermes. And so maybe that's not like a perfect, um, you know, alignment there, but I do think like there have been elements of the show where if we were going to have a God care about an argument like this to connect with Percy, who is very like parent focused, especially on his dad, Hermes is the only one who could have done it. Now, if Aries had come out here and was like, man, being a parent is so hard. And I, this is like what I'm going to do. I'd be like, okay, he's like, this is, this is not going to work like whatsoever. I think that like Hermes was our only option here. 
And I did, I, I did kind of appreciate where he went with this. So he says, there's a secret way to the underworld. I've helped others find it before. And you know what happens every time? Every single time. And he's like, they, they warned me to stay away. I would just make things worse. Um, it wasn't just awful for Luke, but for all of us. And he says, he says this line here, you know how awful it is to be so close to someone you love, knowing neither of you has any choice but to keep hurting each other, which is tough and he touches percy's arm here and we and we sort of flash to the scene in a car where percy's you know waiting for someone waiting for something here we don't get the full context maybe we can make some assumptions here and, and he you know tries to remind annabeth as well as like you remember that Annabeth's like no 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 you're not you're not pulling that with me bucko you're not touching my arm um and he's like he isn't he isn't gonna he isn't gonna help he's not gonna get involved um, and Annabeth's like, okay, this is such a waste of our time here. This is ridiculous. And as Percy's about to leave, he's like, listen, it was Poseidon who warned me to to stay away. Listen, he, he there's there's something about feeling awful and and being powerless to stop it, but that's what parenting is. And very rarely does a god feel powerless. Mm. Okay, well, that, that, that's like sort of where I am here. It's like, uh, okay, like I, I, I see where this is going here. Okay, fine, related to Poseidon, but uh, you're, not, you're not powerless. You can't like go one second being like, I exist outside of space and time and then being like, man, being a dad is tough. Like, I just right? can't do it, man. I just can't, you know? Um, And like, maybe there are parts of this. We don't have the full context with uh, the Luke story. We don't have the full, he, he didn't go to explain all of his previous endeavors in terms of getting people into the underworld. It's gone pretty terribly. Um, but I, there are like maybe parts of this that are, I'm not a parent, Alex. I don't know. I don't know if any of this is relatable to parents out there. I don't know. Maybe it is. Oh yeah. I'm not a parent either. So uh... yeah. yeah, I just didn't <laughs> no know. Idea. I, 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 I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, none of us are parents on this podcast. At least you threw it to me. I'm like, Oh yeah. Just throw it. I, I don't know if you have any parental <laughs> insights uh, into that. Maybe you're a metaphorical parent to someone. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. Percy's like, man, this is something's really, uh, really terrible is happening here. And he, he looks outside and it's, it's dark and something's, something's way, way wrong. Tons and tons of time has passed. We'll talk about this in a second. But Annabeth looks over and sees Mark Hamill and he's like, oh, yeah, Grover is a thing um and the person's like who's who's grover um is that man grover got old as he as he sees mark hamlin i'm like percy you idiot why, why would time pass for grover but not for you anyway um and then they mark hamlin starts to augustus and <laughs> thought he was grover would... the rest of the time <laughs> yeah that's the only difference it's just the old versus young between <laughs> those two characters um then Mark Hamill runs away and we get this sort of montage of, of the kids uh, chasing him all over the casino until we do find Grover. Eventually he's playing with like this, this VR um, like building game is, is that's is, is what's going on here. Um, or, or searching game as we, as we find out later, I will just say a little, you know, preview for the book club. I, the, the, the game that he was playing in the books was from the perspective of the deer hunting humans. I'm just going to put that out there because I thought it was so fun. I like just, a, just a little, you know, uh, teaser for our book club podcast. Cause I, what a, what a great thing. And Grover's like, who are you? Where are we going? What are we doing? Grover doesn't know anything grover is absolutely done he is cooked he is lotus kabotist he there is nothing that this man can do to remember a singular thing as we are heading to the parking garage where we're trying to get out of here because annabeth has stolen the keys uh of hermes yeah melissa you, you uh, go ahead please 
Yeah, I mentioned uh, before, I think before we even started recording, that there was, uh, I was very glad that I had a fellow Canadian on the podcast oh, no. uh, with me. No, uh, not this. <laughs> it can't be this. Anything but this. Because I would never call this a parking garage. Oh. Uh, Alex, what do, you, what do you call this structure where vehicles are parked? Yeah, no, it's a parking garage. Sorry. Oh! Alex! Out of nowhere! Are you kidding me? From downtown, you just got canada Oh like, my I, I know the term parkade, but I would never call it one. This is the greatest day. This but could did, not have backfired more. Oh, I my did grow up close to the border, as most Canadians, anyways. But yeah, it's uh, it's a parking Alex, garage. I'm really. Uh, it's been nice having you on the podcast. I wish you were We're just going to be uh, continuing on here. Uh, this is okay. Maybe this is like an East versus West thing. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But like, mm -hmm. I literally never called this a parking garage in my entire life. Uh, yeah, and especially because and... it's one in Vancouver. I felt so good about this being a parkade. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you yeah, felt they... good about that. That probably is a parkade. You're right. If it's a BC thing. Is Although it just think, a BC thing? Like I, think the, I feel like the Discord so. had mentioned Guelph. He called it a parkade, which is yeah. you know an hour from me. So I, I don't, don't. I don't. Is that a town, Guelph? Yeah, it's a place in Ontario. <laughs> it's a great name, uh, eh? Okay. Yeah, I, I I guess this is the parking garage. Let's be honest with you. And I'll tell you right now, though, it's not a Vegas parking garage because there were so many open spots. I was looking at this <laughs> thing. There's like there's like six cars in here. This is this is not a downtown or a, a, a Las Vegas strip uh, parking garage. There's just no way. But it's Annabeth it's a Stone, Vancouver Parkade. Yeah, it's because it's a rando <laughs> Vancouver Parkade. I know People, there was a part of me that was like, could I identify this Parkade? And I was like, no, I, I, I can't. <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe you honestly. There are too that. many. No, I. Um, <laughs> I did not have enough context clues for this one. Um, and we're and we're trying to find the car, uh, and we find ultimately um, this taxi. As Grover is continuing to not know absolutely anything, he does ask this question: he's "Like, are you late because of me?" Um, and, you know, he says, "No, no, no." And he's like, oh, "The game I was playing was hunting for Pan. Um, I just wanted to be the first uh, to help to save the natural world." uh good for you grover way to way to be the first way to get out there you, you'll find pan eventually probably right maybe who knows um i'm not gonna I say future books because that would be a future book spoiler but maybe but like, maybe we'll go reality of it? yeah yeah the satyrs we've seen have not been too good at getting close to pan i feel like one's in the casino one's in medusa's place like uh-huh they need to be yeah. looking elsewhere i think i mean he Robert almost found pan Mark Hamill, like the MVP of, of satyrs so far. Also, uh, the fact that he's not the one driving when he keeps reminding us that he's 24 years old is wild. Can well, you drive with hooves? I mean, sure, probably, right? I mean, I've never I tried, but I... Um, are are <laughs> ankles a critical component to driving? Because you need to, like, on and... Yeah, I actually do think they kind of are, right? The, the yeah. mobility. But also, like, theoretically... You could just Wait. move your whole hoof. Do like, hooved animals have ankles? Do satyrs have ankles? This feels like a good question. To well, ask. so it's um, what's the word for cloven? It ungulate, right? Do ungulates have mm. ankles? Uh, it's, these are the real questions for the Percy Jackson. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't think you need ankles to drive. I just think it's a, it helps. Like, I don't know what I would yeah. do without my ankles for driving, but I, like theoretically, I think you could just like, you could, I think you, you could need, drive with I, like a stick, you know, like you could just push yeah. and, and pull it. Yeah. Or like knees. I think you just need like a joint that will let you like push and retract. Yeah. 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 That I suppose yeah. goats have, they have knees for sure. And then something called hawks. I'm not sure if that's an ankle equivalent. Hawks. You could drive with a hawk probably. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, we have the car. We have her- the Hermes Express here. This is this is his vehicle. He exists outside of space and time, but he does have a cab. And even though it's a magical car, we have to get this out of the parking garage in order for it to start. In order for the magic to happen, we can't be in this parking garage. Which yeah, uh, you know, um, eighty-eight miles per hour. You know, the Back to the Future thing. There's always rules with these things. You can't just yeah. Mm start it up this was maybe a dumb one um i'm not gonna lie to you because as we get this sequence here of of percy trying to drive and just failing miserably he backs into a post he uh, kind of scoots forward we we knock the mirror off there um i i i, I could have done uh without this without this sequence here like uh let's just have the car start and maybe not have percy be an absolute doof for like the 12th time this episode like i i just don't know that we needed any more of this but as they were about to pull out of this Las Vegas strip casino, a semi going full speed somehow is about to hit them. This is just not, this is not what would happen, but whatever. And the car goes and we find ourselves at a beach. We, we flash to a beach. This car exists outside of time and space. Congratulations to Hermes who now doesn't have his magical car. We're at the Santa Monica beach. Great. And, and, and we get out of the car and we turn the lights off. We're like, oh, we're, uh, look at the beach here. Uh, great. Grover's like, hey, uh, it's kind of weird that I didn't remember anything um, at all. Is that like, is that a problem? Like, is it bad that I didn't remember everything, but you guys kind of like had to remember? Like, is that, is that, is that, a, is that a problem for me? And Annabeth's like, no, 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 no. It's easy to forget what's important when you're alone. Mm, okay. Uh, kind of a, uh, you know, uh, Maybe it's it's I like I liked this a lot better than I liked all the parenting mumbo jumbo. I thought, um, yeah, I thought I thought this was you know it's a bit sappy, but it it it, it makes sense. I like these. Yeah. I like this idea. Is I mean, it I even think true it... though? Yeah. Like, is this, is yeah. This even for... Yeah. I think hmm. so. Like I think it's easier to be selfish when you're not like face to face with other people, right? Like just like in the same way that like when you're interacting with someone online, it's easier to like be a jerk than it is if you're interacting with them face to face. Just like the way that we interact online, right? Um yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, I I do think that there's an aspect of like when you are in community, you're a more like um like aware of bigger pic like i don't think it i don't think this is meant literally like you are going to forget memories when you're not with other people i'm thinking of this as more of like you forget what's important when you're like with other people um mm. because maybe you get like yeah i think it's a i think it's a metaphor adam i don't think it's like a literal like you you know forget what well, was literal in this are. case at the casino. yes i know but yeah it was okay. like it was a very literal yeah. <laughs> uh you know uh, right. spawning of the of the phrase but it's okay. a lesson for the kids yeah yeah what's the what's the takeaway if i'm a kid watching this don't be alone. Uh, yeah don't be a loner yeah. loser have yeah. friends 
Wow. <laughs> I guess I kid Adam could have used a little bit of that advice. I don't know. Um, okay. We're at the beach. Great. Um, and Percy like starts to uh, wade in the water here. And they're like, wait, what are, you, what are you doing? Percy just like dives in. Great. Good for you, Percy. He finds a Nereid who tells him, listen, uh, the solstice has passed. That was yesterday. You missed it. You done screwed up. It's done. Oopsie. Too late. It's not your fault, though. Don't even worry about it. It's not your fault, okay? You're you're super brave. You're super strong. It's not your fault. It's fine. But you got to go to camp now, okay? It's camp time. Got to go back to camp. See ya. Bye-bye. And Percy's like, no. The mission is too important for me to give up at this point. And she's like, well, okay, but the deadline was yesterday, so you have to go back to camp now. No! The mission is too important. I have to continue on with this quest. And she's like, you are relieved of your quest. He's like, no, I am staying on this quest. I have to do it. And if you can help me, you have to help. And she's like, dang, you are exactly like Poseidon. I see so much of him in you. We all do. What? Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you? What are, what are we talking about? What do you, what do you mean? This was this was the most nonsensical moment of the episode for me. I, you're so much like him. I see him in you. So well, much. Percy, your what dad you also see? orders us around constantly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> what are you talking about? You screwed this up. You're a day late. You're not here. You don't even have the bowl. Like, what are you? What are we doing here? He can still hand it in for partial credit. It's fine. <laughs> giving partial credit here i don't know and then she hands him four count it four pearls and says what belongs to the sea can always return which admittedly is a cool line that makes no mm -hmm. sense but it's a cool line so it's fine we love that congratulations here's the four pearls each will provide you safe package passage <laughs> safe <laughs> <laughs> each will provide you listen i don't, I don't want to make assumptions but each will provide you safe passage back from the underworld save the world and then go save your mother and that is where episode six we take a zebra to vegas ends with percy in the middle of the of santa monica beach here with four pearls defiantly continuing his quest that expired yesterday for an item he doesn't have to a place he uh can't get to but now he has four pearls so we can save the world and his mother um and i i you know this isn't the book club podcast but just really really briefly alex four pearls four pearls four pearls and i think the line of returning to the sea i think they're they're sea pearls so you use the pearls when you're ready to leave the underworld and you go back to the ocean i would assume is how that works we but would assume four instead of three yeah that's uh we don't have four people here we only have three people on the quest so yeah we only have three people on the quest uh, we got an extra add more people yeah yeah, well, it's like a buy three get one is the I, I think was the thing was you know Poseidon had a good deal on, on pearls that week or so. I see so much of him in you. <laughs> what are you talking about? Anyway, that's season one, episode six of Percy Jackson. We take a zebra to Vegas. Interesting episode, certainly not the strongest of of the series thus far. I'm uh, still excited and hopeful about where we have to go here. We only have two more episodes left of the entire series. Um. We're not done here today because every episode of this show, every episode, we have done a underrated-ish, maybe, God of the Week. And most of the time, 
that has been chosen by our guests. Sometimes Melissa and I have done it, but uh, luckily, Alex, you have you have something prepared here. So I just have to ask the question: Who is our God of the Week for Episode Six? Okay, so uh, I guess in the spirit of the show, this being is more of a demigod. They're the child of a god and a human, and they're local to the area that I've grown up in. That is Nanabush, who is the sort of trickster slash hero figure of the Anishinaabe people in Ontario and uh, Amazing. the northern United States. Yeah. So uh, some backstory on the Anishinaabe. They're a people that are made up of a few different indigenous groups, including the Mississauga, the Ojibwe, the Algonquin. Uh, they originally originated in the eastern parts of Canada, but in the, around the 1500s moved into Ontario and over into the Midwest United States. Uh, Nanabush is a child of a wind spirit and a human woman. So as I said, a demigod. They are very similar to other trickster figures in North American indigenous cultures. Uh, they will usually appear in the form of a coyote or more interestingly to me, for anyone who's played D&D with me in the Discord as a anthropomorphic rabbit figure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and sort of depending on the tales, the stories, they're either respected and revered or sort of used as a cautionary tale. Uh, a lot of the time when Nanabush interacts with humans, they're usually doing it to play tricks on them or teach them a lesson. But then when Nanabush interacts with sort of, you know, the other animals and uh, spirits of the wilds, Nanabush is usually the one on the receiving end of something. Like when they, you know, tried to use the skunk's ability to further themselves and it backfired. Uh, so yeah, um, I sort of picked Nanabush because it's a figure I hadn't really heard of too much. And I actually went to a summer camp um, about a 10 minute drive from Bon Echo Provincial Park in Ontario. And they actually have uh, pre-colonial pictographs. So sort of cave paintings, but not really in a, in a cave of Nanabush and other uh, sort of spiritual figures for the peoples that lived in the area and moved through the area. So yeah, uh, wanted to pick something a little off the beaten trail. Uh, I know we're getting a lot of the, the Greek mythology, but thought I would uh, choose something different. Amazing. That, I'm so excited that you brought that. That's so fun. Yeah, not for nothing. I feel like that is the uh, like classic example of what we created this underrated God of the Week for. Um, mm -hmm. I know we, we've certainly strayed a little bit from that, which is totally fine. We can do whatever we want here on this podcast. But um, fantastic uh, God of the Week there. Um, we love to see it. Wow. Um, yeah, I was going to say, we can do everything we want because there are no rules except for the previously outlined rules of this podcast. <laughs> Yes, all of the previously outlined rules of this podcast, um, all of them, especially, especially three people per quest. <laughs> there yeah. is no exceptions to that. It has to be three. Thank goodness we have three here. Three today. people, but four pearls. That's the four, yeah, that's, well, why we, that's why we yeah. keep having guests, Adam, because we are on a quest. We need three people for our quest. Is this a quest? Yeah, the Percy Jackson pod is a quest. Okay. I do like the idea that maybe uh, Poster Recaps was like, listen, the deadline was yesterday. And we're like, no, we have to keep <laughs> going. We have to. 
<laughs> we have to keep doing it. And they're like, I see so much Jess in you too. That's so internal, punch or recaps, whatever. Um, okay. Uh, Alex, so thank you so much. Thank you so much for being <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, there's today. been plenty of that. <laughs> This, is, this has been a ton of fun. Uh, is there anything you want to point people to? Is there anything you want to plug? Uh, it doesn't have to be something you're on. Anything you're anything you're reading, latest book, just anything you want to say or talk about or point people to. What have you got? Uh, you know, I'm barely on the internet in a social media capacity anymore, but uh, I'm on the PSR Discord, of course, and uh, on Letterboxd also as uh, A L L underscore I X. So I'm posting movies there usually at least once a week. So uh, check it out. And, uh, you know, you just never want to go full Lotus Kabotis. I'll just leave you all with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> did I say yep. that on this? You did say that. And I wrote it yep. down immediately because it's amazing. <laughs> Lotus okay. Kabotis. Yeah. Sometimes the words come out and then they they don't even pass through the brain before they leave the body. Um uh love promote i just i really love promoting things other than you know what I, all the stuff that i'm going to talk about like a twitter a, a podcast or whatever i like the idea of like a easy other thing so go check them out on uh letter is that the movie one letterboxd is that the yeah. or is that a book thing that's for movies yeah no i'm not on any of the book ones i should be, okay but no well I, well I just i i honestly i i don't like movies so that's that's my own personal <laughs> thing but i still go still go check them out over on letterbox do it um melissa what a great time as always this has been here in episode six what do you do these days what do you up to where can people find you yeah uh melissa w28 on twitter melissa woodward 28 on other social media uh i'm talking doctor who we are coming back soon with the christmas special before series six so that is very exciting and uh that's it otherwise sometimes i play DD over on twitch.tv slash dm philly or dm philly on youtube uh yeah what about you adam amazing i'm adam h you can find me on twitter piano man adam one as well as every single week over at one indescribable podcast where i'm talking through girls five eva with todd and lindy we are into season two it has been a ton of fun thus far also on one indescribable podcast we're talking through pretty little liars in previous little liars where we are going through pretty little liars episode by episode but we are only watching the previously ons and if you are not checking that out it has been so so much fun over there that's with the three of us as well as marissa that's one cxg podcast on twitter in the post recast world like most of us we're talking doctor who with kevin i'm talking final fantasy 9 with brooklyn zed we just finished up our coverage of monarch legacy of monsters with todd um and you know who knows who knows where the world will uh take us next but we know this we will be back next week to talk about episode seven. But before then, we will be here to talk through the book club podcast, the only podcast where I will admit that I'm wrong about anything. We are going to be here for the book club podcast for episodes five and six. And based on what we have talked about here in this podcast, there's a lot to discuss in terms of differences between the book and the show, the choices that they made. So we will be here to talk through the book club podcast. That's for patrons only, patreon.com slash post recap. But if you don't want to, if you don't get involved that, you're only here for the episodes, fine. We'll see you next week for for episode seven of Percy Jackson. And until then, see you.